Hey folks, before we get the show started today, I just thought I'd let you know a little news. We have created a store. We've partnered with a company called TeePublic, TeePublic.com. We have a bunch of designs over there that I think are pretty fun. We got Josh with his Who, and we got Dan in his Mind Palace. And we have the regular Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast logo up there too, available to be in just about any kind of thing that you want. Mug, t-shirt, hoodie, etc., etc. What I want you to do is uh, check out our social medias. We'll be blasting it out here within the next few days and we'll have the link for that. And that'll be fun. Thanks folks and enjoy the show. This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am Matt and I am not going to be your host tonight, we'll get to that in a minute here. Tonight we'll be having two Benchwarmer teams pitting off against each other. The first team will have Dan and Scott. So, Dan, why don't you go ahead and tell us what's going on in the world, then we'll throw it over to Scott, and you guys can give us your team name. Nothing is going on in the world right now at all. I'm staying at home and doing nothing except for going to work and coming home and doing nothing and going to work and coming home and doing nothing. <sighs> Sounds great. And, Scott, how you been, bud? I'm good. I'm excited to play. Um, you know, these, these guest-hosted games are really fun. They've been really fun traditionally, and we had a lot of fun last time Ian was on, so I can only imagine that that's going to continue. We have the same exact crew this time. Um, I started watching The People vs. O.J. Simpson on Netflix um, because it eluded me when it initially came on, so I I got caught in that wormhole today. So that's what I've been doing up until about 20 minutes ago. So if all of my answers are Al calling to (laughs) wrong answers, you guys will understand why. (laughs) <laughs> and once you've seen David Schwimmer as Rob Kardashian, you can't, you can't unsee it. You can't <laughs> not Rob, not Rob. What's his name? It is Rob. It is Rob. Yeah, it's it, named yeah. son after him. Yeah, that's right. you just can't unsee it anymore after that. Yeah, I call him Ross Kardashian. So, yeah. <laughs> what was that again? It was what? It's David Schwimmer from Friends. Yeah, he walks in and goes, "Hi, OJ. <laughs> OJ, you ate my sandwich." <laughs> Uh, our team name uh, is going to be once again uh, meatloaf inspired, but it also uh, it's kind of a double entendre because Dan and I have a pretty good uh, track record together in these games. We are going to be two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> All right, two out of three ain't bad. Awesome. And uh, JJ, you and I are going to be teaming up tonight to uh, playing this Ian crafted game. So why don't you give us an update on what's going on in the JJ world? So excited to be on your team, Matt. Can't you tell my excitement? Bring it in there, I can man. tell your volume is super low, dude. I can't even hear you. Is it? I was going to say, JJ, to be fair, you always sound the same. So it's hard to convey what emotion it is of yours. <laughs> and that's why I'm going to counseling. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I feel you, Dan. Uh, except for um, waking up, going to work, coming home. It's wake up, roll out of bed. I'm at work, roll into bed, do it all again. So uh I understand that one hits home, but well, we're all going through it together. Hopefully there's end of the light at tunnel here coming soon. Maybe so. by the time this podcast drops, probably not. <laughs> I, doubt <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right. you're teaming up with me. Uh, you guys don't know what's going on in my world still. Yeah. Anyway, wait, wait a minute. Are you moving Matt? 90% of my life is revolved around this stupid move. So have you power washed lately? 
Not today. No, I haven't power washed anything today, but I did find out that I have grass at my new house in Omaha. So I'm excited about that. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, and uh, because JJ and I have a history of asthma and uh, fall is about the worst time right now, this uh, initial cold is the worst time for us. And we have to yeah suck up that inhaler. We are going to be called the barely breathing boys. So. Ooh, well, Duncan Sheik. I am barely breathing. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hosting our game today will be uh, Patreon equipment manager Ian Hollenberg, who uh, was on the show here, what, about six weeks ago or five weeks ago or something like that? Uh, and unfortunately teamed up with me, and I believe we got our uh, rear ends handed to us. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, uh, we were the... Uh, um johan and frankie and uh so now he's going to be hosting a game tonight so ian how you been what's going on in your world i'm good thanks uh just working just like all of you um fortunately i don't have to go into any office um yeah i've been at my parents for the past few weeks since thanksgiving so yeah just been chilling remind us about uh where you're from and what teams you root for and that kind of stuff yeah sure born and raised in new york i'm a mets fan a giants fan giants five and seven now so making moves uh Knicks <laughs> fan and a Ranger fan. Good deal. Now on to the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, thanks, Dan, for the rules, and we'll hand it over to Ian for the tailgate. Thanks, Matt. This tailgate has a theme. So for each question, I'm going to name an athlete, and you're going to have to tell me how old they currently are within three years. You can go over, you can go under, but as long as you're within three years of their current age, you'll receive points. Question one, Andre Agassi. We'll check in. Two out of three ain't bad, checking in. Uh, Barely breathing, boys, you can now talk it out. So in tennis, especially that time, like in the 90s, their peak time was always in their late teens, 20s, and then once they hit about 30, they kind of hit a wall until like uh, a couple of people broke through that wall i'm thinking agassi and then he made a comeback in the early 2000s so he must have been in his 30s then so i'm thinking he might have been about 18 like somewhere like in 93 or 94 ish yeah i don't really have much i just know he's i thought he was big in the 80s but you said 90s i don't think it was i mean he would have been if it was the 80s it would have been like the really late 80s so i don't know you want to go with 52 is the number i threw out there initially yep Let's check in with 52. Okay, great. Barely Breathing Boys checking in with 52. Uh, two out of three. I'm bad. Your answer? He's just a little bit older than me. Um, and I'm pushing 50. I'm not there yet. I've got a little while to go. But uh, he, we, I think he's 50, but we're going to check in at 49 just to cover our bases. All right. Two out of three and bad checking in with 49 and both teams are receiving points. Andre Agassi is 50 years old. He was born in 1970. He turned pro in 1986 at age 16. 
He won his first Grand Slam at age 22, the 1992 Wimbledon, and he won his final Grand Slam at 33 at the 2003 Australian Open, and then retired in 2006 at the age of 36. Good job. Both both teams receiving points. Question two, Michelle Wee. All right, we'll check in. All right, two out of three in bad checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk it out. Uh, okay, so she was big in early 2000s, right? Michelle Wee was big in the early 2000s. I thought she was just like about 10 or 15 years ago. So that early 2000, okay, so that'd be like mid 2000s. So like 2005, 2006-ish. And she was super young when she first hit the scene. So she would have been like 13. So 13 in 2005. So she'd be 28 right now. Yeah, close to there. We just like round up. Do you want to go with 28 or do you want to round up to 30? I don't think she's any younger than 28, right? I think you're right. Okay. I said we go 30. That way we get one more number on the other side. Okay. We're going to check in with 30, Ian. Barely breathing boys check in with 30. Two out of three ain't bad. Your answer? I'm a big Michelle Wee fan. I remember when she kind of broke through. I remember us being around the same age, her and I, and me remembering uh, now that she was very successful when I was not. I was like playing college basketball video games while she was conquering the world. Uh, I'm 31. Uh, I know that she's around that age. I follow her on Instagram. She's got a cute little kid. Uh, we also checked in with 30. All right. Two out of three and bad checked in with 30. And both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is 31. Michelle Wee was born in 1989. And she turned pro on October 5th, 2005, a week before her 16th birthday. And she wasn't a member of the LPGA tour until she turned 18 as per LPGA rules. All right. Question three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm good with checking in with that. You know we're going to get this one wrong because of our team name. Oh, <laughs> Two out of three I've had checking in. Didn't think of that before we named our team. Kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. I think his rookie year was like 71 or 72. And I'm pretty sure he played all four years at UCLA. So that would have made him about 18 years old in 1968-ish. So if he was born in 1950, then if he was 18 in 1968, that would make him 70 years old today. Yeah, I think that's a good theory. So we go with 70, or do you want to 71 or 69? What are you thinking? Uh, I think we just stick with 70 and try to get all. All right, we're going to check in with 70. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in with 70. Two out of three ain't bad. Your answer? Uh, Yeah, I placed his uh, rookie year in the NBA, I believe was in 1969, because I uh, believe I remember him playing in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and the 90s in the four different decades. Uh, That would have put him at about 22 in 1969, born in 1947-ish. I do think he played all four years. Uh, Just doing the math, we checked in with 73. All right, two out of three and bad, checking in with 73, and both teams are getting points. The correct answer is 73. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like Scott said, was drafted in the 1969 NBA draft at 22 and played until 1989, retiring at the age of 42. Good job. All right. Well, then after the tailgate here, the teams are knotted up 30 for 30. So two out of three ain't bad. Did not go true with their name and decided to go ahead and go three for three. Way to go, jerks. So... Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. 
There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. All right, to take us through the first quarter, we'll hand it back over to Ian. All right, today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one. This Steelers place kicker was also the co-owner of the New York Giants for 46 years before passing away in 2005 and passing the team down to his son, John. Okay, I got it then, Dan. If that's okay. It. All right. Because this is the kicker. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We can check that in. All right. Two out of three ain't bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can now talk it out. All right. So we've come to the conclusion that uh, Wellington Mara was the Giants owner. So now we just need to come up with a Steelers kicker whose last name ends with well. Chris Boswell. Boswell? Yeah. I don't know the first name of this person, it, though. It's Chris. So Chris Boswellington Mara. Correct. All right, we're checking with that, Ian. My barely breathing boys checking in with Chris Boswellington Mara. Two out of three. Ain't bad, your answer? Uh, Yep, knew it was one of the Maras. I didn't remember which one was which, but luckily Dan knew that it was Wellington. Right off the bat, I figured the kicker you were talking about. I was hoping the kicker you were talking about was Chris Boswell. Uh, we also checked in with Wellington Mara. All right, two out of three and bad. Checking in with Chris Boswell and Tamara, and both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Chris Boswell and Tamara. Yeah, the Mara family owned the Giants since the team's founding in 1925, and then the Tisch family bought a 50% stake in 1991, and then they became co-owners. Oh, okay. So they still it's still a 50-50 deal? Yes, it is. And Tisch, that's the, the NYU school of acting then, huh? Right? Correct, yes. Okay. Which is funny because the Maras have several actors in their family. They do. Question two. This one-time all-star Dominican shortstop who played the majority of his 12-year career with the Angels was a first-round draft pick out of LSU in 2013 who currently plays for the Chicago Bears. Check that in. We're checked in. All right, two out of three ain't bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. All right, first-round draft picks by the Bears in 2013. Or I should say, no, but not necessarily by the Bears. It was just a first-round draft pick who plays with the Bears currently. And I'm pretty sure it's, uh, I don't know his first name, like Barcuvius Mingo. Mingo's his last name. Oh, I have no, is he an offensive lineman? No, I'm pretty sure he's a linebacker. I have never heard that name before in my life. Okay, so uh, Mingo, but you say the first name is what now? It's like, it's... It's a weird name, like Bark. It starts with a bark. It starts with a bark. <laughs> it starts with a bark. It's, it's Rufus. Okay, so the end has to be something bark or but barked or bar. So a Dominican shortstop played primarily for the uh, Angels. A one-time all-star, so it's not like... One-time all-star, Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Even a year or anything, goodness. Bow wow... Barker, bar, bar, I, I think it's it's Airbud 
air but our Gavarius Mingo. <laughs> you said it starts with a bark, and I was thinking, like, so does every good Airbud movie. <laughs> Did you just say good and Airbud movie? At the same time? <laughs> uh, every enjoyable Airbud movie. You're not getting any closer. <laughs> so, were you checking in with that? I don't know. Sure, I'm never going to know this. <laughs> Airbud bark, Gavarius Mingo. <laughs> All right, Barely Breathing Boys is checking in with Air Bud Bark Various Mingo. Um, two out of three ain't bad. Your answer? All right. Well, it, it took me a while to get to the shortstop, but that's where we got it from. Um, the shortstop is Eric Ibar. And then um, I, I couldn't remember this guy's first name. Scott had to bail me out on that one. But uh, as I said, it's, it's, it's that linebacker, Mingo. What's his first name? And, and Scott said, I got it from here. So. So, uh, Scott, what did we say? We checked in with Eric I. Barkevius Mingo. Two out of three and bad checking in with Eric by Eric I. Barkevius Mingo. And one team is receiving points. The correct answer is Eric I. Barkevius Mingo. Yeah, Ibar spent the first 10 years of his career on the Angels before ending his career with the Braves, Tigers, and Padres. He won a gold glove in 2011 and was an all-star in 2014. And then Mingo was drafted sixth overall by the Cleveland Browns. And then has jumped around a bunch. He's been on six teams in the past eight years, though he did win a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Question three. This Northwestern head football coach played for Coach K at Duke for three years and was the 12th overall pick in the 2009 NBA draft. That's it. Yes. Okay. That's it. Yeah, we're checked in. All right. Two out of three ain't bad checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. So just last night, JJ and I were talking about something and just happened to be come up that we were talking about the Northwestern football coach. So that's, that's Pat Fitzgerald. I don't know who the 12th pick in the 2009 NBA draft was Gerald. So somebody whose first name is Gerald. Do you have any clue who this person is that he's talking about the basketball player? It's Gerald something. Okay. Thank you. Yep. 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 <laughs> You're going to be no help in this NBA draft, right? Dude. He, he's he's combining the two things in my life. Number one, I know nothing about the and I know nothing about drafts. I know nothing about the NBA. In two thousand nine, my kids were just born, so I knew nothing about. If you ask me anything about two thousand nine, I would know nothing about it. Um, Gerald, Gerald, Pat Fitzgerald. Do you know anybody in the NBA whose first name is Gerald? Gerald Green. Okay, you want to check in with. Pat Fitzgerald Green. Yep, let's do it. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in with Pat Fitzgerald Green. Two out of three ain't bad. Your answer? You remember the 2009 NBA draft, Matt. Uh, number six pick in that draft was Johnny Flynn. The number five pick in that draft was Ricky Rubio. And the number seven pick in that draft was Steph Curry. You miss Steph Curry once, but you miss him twice in the same draft. You tend to remember that draft. David Kahn was my professor at NYU, and he would refuse to ever mention anything about his Timberwolves tenure. He would talk all about, oh, when I was at the Pacers, I did this and I did that. Smart. But <laughs> smart for him to not talk about that. That's how I feel about this podcast anytime someone brings up Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, um, we got to uh, we got to it the other way. We got to it through uh, the Charlotte Bobcats, Gerald Henderson. And that's when we remembered Pat Fitzgerald. So Pat Fitzgerald Henderson. All right, two out of three, and bad checking in with Pat Fitzgerald Henderson. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Pat Fitzgerald Henderson. 
Pat Fitzgerald is Northwest, has been the head coach at Northwestern since 2006. In his 15 years, he has amassed a school record 104 wins and won three consecutive bowl games from 2016 to 2018. And Gerald Henderson played six, eight seasons in the NBA with the Charlotte Bobcats slash Hornets, Portland Trailblazers, and Philadelphia 76ers before retiring in 2017. Question four. This Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman and reigning Conn Smythe Trophy winner is a boxer currently serving in the Senate of the Philippines. I want to I want to check I want to check in with the one that I wrote. Yeah, we might as well. We're not getting there. All right, we're checking in. Two out of three ain't bad checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. The consmite is for a cent this for the center, I believe. So I don't know his first name, but I think his last name is Hedman. But I don't know his first name. Yeah, that's all I got, man. I don't have anything. I got Manny Pacquiao, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, I knew the Manny Pacquiao one, too. You got there first. I don't know. I can't think of his first name. It's like, you know, uh, like Vladimir or something like that. Um, but it's not that. Pick a first name and just go with it. Right, we'll go with uh, Vlad, um, Vladimir Head Manny Pacquiao. All right, barely breathing boys checking in with Vladimir Head Manny Pacquiao. Two out of three and bad, your answer? Well, Matt, the uh, the Conn Smythe is the uh, MVP of the playoffs, Stanley Cup. Oh, okay. Playoffs. So it can be anybody, and it probably was that goalie that you're thinking of, and I can't think of his name either. But um, we knew we knew Manny Pacquiao, so we decided to stay on the uh, the Seinfeld kick that we've been on so far, and we said J. Peter Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two out of three, a badge checking in with J. Peter Manny Pacquiao. Neither team receiving points. The correct answer is Victor Head Manny Pacquiao. You're very close. Victor Hedman is a defenseman from Sweden. And yeah, Manny Pacquiao has been involved in Philippine politics for over a decade. He was in the Philippine House of Representatives from 2010 to 2016, and then he was elected senator in 2016. There's a very real chance that he will be head of state in in the Philippines. He very well might be. Yeah, he's he is so popular in the Philippines. Unbelievably popular. Question five. This forward and 2011 NBA champion with the Dallas Mavericks was a dreaded Cowboys running back who currently sits eighth on the franchise's all-time rushing yards list. I think we can check that in, Dan. Yeah. We're checked in. Yep. All right, two out of three and bad checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. I think we should just have this whole game to where we just talk it out the whole time, Matt. Just steal the spotlight. (laughs) If you can come up with the basketball player, I might be able to come up with the bat, the foot, the Cowboys running back. So, okay. But if you come up with the Cowboys running back, I might be able to pull the, the Cowboys. Okay. So Marion Barber, dreaded. What of that all mean? the famous Cowboys running backs. Marion Barber, man, come on. I think he was from what state was he from again, Dan? Where did he go to school? I think he may have gone to the University of Minnesota, but uh, we don't t- we don't talk about that on this show. That's right. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> okay, Sean Marion. If you think it's Sean Marion, then I think it's. I mean, if you think it's Marion Barber, then I think it's Sean Marion. So Sean Marion Barber. Sean Marion is a forward that played for the Mavericks. Correct. Really? Okay. You want to check in with Sean Marion Barber? Yeah, he played for a, a few different teams, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, Sean Marion Barber is what we're checking in with. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in with Sean Marion Barber. Two out of three and bad. Your answer? Of all the Cowboys running backs, Matt just happens to throw out the one that fits. 
<laughs> on a whim. Uh, yeah, it's the Marion Barber's the running back, and the basketball player is he has one of the coolest nicknames, the Matrix, and one of the worst jump shots of all time. It's uh, Sean Marion Barber. All right, two out of three and bad check again with Sean Marion Barber, and both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Sean Marion Barber. Sean Marion began his career on the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash and Mari Stoudemire in the seven seconds or less offense, and then he went to the Mavericks and he won an NBA title in 2011. And interesting Sean Marion fact is he also played defensive back in high school and his senior year, he got three interceptions off of Gatorade high school player of the year, Joe Maurer. <laughs> the only reason I know that Marion Barber was number eight was because there was a, a Dean's list or something about uh, Cowboys running backs a while back. He's the most dreaded of Cowboys running backs. Apparently the dreads. I just oh, got that. Okay. That's I just where the got that came from. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. After the first quarter, we have a score of barely breathing boys with 70 points and two out of three ain't bad with one ten. We'll throw it over to Ian for the second quarter. Today's second quarter will be the missing link. The missing link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. All right. Question one. What infamous television personality left ESPN in 2016 and signed a four-year, $25 million deal with Fox Sports 1? The time frame fits. I know that. All right. We'll check in. All right, two out of three ain't bad. Checking in, barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. Do you, do you think it's the guy with Shannon Sharp? I mean, that's. Uh, I think that fits the time frame. I mean, FS1 didn't really become a thing until, I think, 2016 or 2015 or something. When they, I mean, because they, um, you know, Fox really got into the sports stuff after just having the normal Fox and the NFL when they really, when they bought into the Big Ten network and then eventually moved the things over from the ABCs and NBCs over to FS1 now. Uh, so I don't know. What's that guy's name? Do you know his name? It's Skip and Shannon. Skip but... Skip Bayless? Yeah, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is the one that was always on ESPN radio, and I thought he was a blowhard, kind of raucous you know, always tried to say, well, he tried to be the Stephen A. Smith is what he tried to be. He was like, I can't be Stephen A. Smith. So I'm going to be as ridiculous as Stephen is with none of the credibility. I mean, if you think Skip Bayless, then I'm like 50% sure, which is better than I think what sounds like what you might have. So. All right. Skip Bayless. Bayless. All right. Barely breathing boys checking in with Skip Bayless. Two out of three and bad. Your answer. Uh, We discussed Jim Rome. Uh, but that seemed to happen sooner than 2016. I didn't think it quite fit the timeline. Uh, so I mentioned to Dan that, you know, Skip Bayless definitely famously left first take with Stephen A. Smith to become the Stephen A. Smith of FS1 uh, with Skip and Shannon. So we also checked in with Skip Bayless. 
All right, two out of three are bad. Checking in with Skip Bayless, and both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Skip Bayless. Um, Bayless's contract expires at the end of this year, and he's reportedly finalizing a new deal. And something tells me he's not quite going to make as much money as his nemesis, LeBron James. <laughs> he's probably not going to make $42.5 million a year in his next deal. Be quite a jump in salary. Skip Bayless is ridiculous, in my opinion. Absolutely All ridiculous. of these blowhard... All they do is come up with ridiculous takes. Just a waste of time. I was thinking, I was like, should I throw the word infamous in? Is that fair? I'm like, yes, it's a very fair way to describe <laughs> Skip Bayless. <laughs> I've never met someone who's like, oh, man, I really enjoy Skip Bayless's analysis. People love to hate him. <laughs> right. So the theme linked answer thus far is Skip Bayless. I got it. Question two. <laughs> This starting pitcher, a 2015 All-Star, was traded from the A's to the Yankees at the 2017 trade deadline. He had a fairly forgettable year-and-a-half stint in the Bronx, but made another All-Star game in 2019 with the new team. I know it, Dan. Sure. You can check in. Take it. All right. Two out of three and bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. You Uh, came up with the name, so you go for it. All right, we'll check in with Sonny Gray. All right, barely breathing boys checking in with Sonny Gray. Two out of three ain't bad, your answer? Yeah, I remembered the trade, and I could remember who the Yankees traded and could not, for the life of me, think of the name of the ace pitcher for a second. Yeah, so I, I could not remember, but I remember that Jorge Mateo and Billy McKinney went in the trade to Oakland. Um, yeah, it's uh, then the name came back to me. He made an all-star game with the Reds uh, last year. It's uh, Sonny Gray. Great. Two out of three and bad checking in with Sonny Gray and both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Sonny Gray. Um, yeah. Scott, as you mentioned, he was traded in 2017 for Dustin Fowler, Jorge Mateo, and James Caprellian. Capri- I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, but yeah, Fowler has been out of the league since 2018. Mateo is now in the Padres and Car- Caprellian had a 736 ERA in two, three and two thirds innings as a rookie last year. So the A's made out all right. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Skip Bayless and Sonny Gray. Question three. What big man was a member of four NBA title teams, three with the Bulls from 1991 to 1993, and one with the Spurs in 1999, and is currently a studio analyst for NBC Sports Chicago? I think we can check in. All right, two out of three and bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. Yeah, I was trying to think of who the bull center was, and JJ just popped it in. Uh, it was was it Bill Cartwright? I mean, he was the center of those years. I thought, right? I'm trying to think of the last dance. Um, that I, would make sense. Say. All the other names, I think. I mean, I was trying to think of other um, big men they had on that team. I mean, I know Robert Parrish was on there for one or two seasons or something. But uh, I think you're right. I think it's Bill Cartwright. All right. Yeah, we'll check in. We're going to check in with that, Ian. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in with Bill Cartwright. Two out of three and bad. Your answer? Um, I don't know why his name jumped into my head, but I remember him with the, uh, with the Spurs, and that's Will Perdue. All right. Two out of three and bad checking in with Will Perdue. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Will Purdue. Bill Cartwright was the starting center on that team, um, but 
it was Will Purdue who was traded to the Spurs for Dennis Rodman due to the emergence of Luke Longley. So he became expendable. He left and then he won a title in 1999 with the Spurs. So the theme linked answers thus far are Skip Bayless, Sonny Gray, and Will Purdue. Question four. In 2012, this Mets player preserved Johan Santana's no-hitter by making a fantastic catch in left field, crashing against the wall and robbing Yadier Molina of an extra base hit. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the Mets I knew from that team was Johan Santana, just as an FYI. I, I don't know, Scott. I, I, I'm having a real hard time with this one. Which do you want to check in there with, JJ? What you said or what I said? No, definitely with what you said. Oh, okay. I was just throwing a name out there, so we'll check it in. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in. Two out of three and bad. You can talk this one out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly have nothing to go with on this. Yeah, I mean, I live here in New York, and I purposely avoid watching Mets games because of how boring they are as a team. Sorry, Ian. But and this was eight years ago. And they're just not exciting to watch, and they never have been. Um, And they went through outfielders. I feel like they went through outfielders a lot during that time. Like, this would have been after Jason Bay, after Cliff Floyd. Beltron likely would have been still playing center. And if he wasn't playing center, he would be playing right most likely. He wouldn't be in left field. The only person that, 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 whose name comes to mind is Andy Chavez. I know that he made uh, – I think he had that really, really good catch in the playoffs for them one year. I think he, like, robbed a home run or something. I, I Like I said, I've, I've got nothing on this. All right. Why don't we just check in with, with that to save ourselves the trouble? All right. All right, two out of three and bad, checking in with N.D. Chavez. And Barely Breathing Boys, what was your response? I was trying to think of anybody who played on that team, and for some reason uh, when J.J. said maybe right went into left field or some sort of conversation, I forget, but I was thinking there was a left fielder but played on that side. His name was Baxter. Um, I have no idea what his first name is. I don't know if he played left field, and I don't know if he made that catch, but so we checked in with Baxter. And with Baxter, one team receiving points, the correct answer is Mike Baxter. <laughs> Mike Baxter is the local kid. He grew up a Mets fan. He was only on the team for two years from 2011 to 2013, but the announcing team loved to mention that he was the local kid. So they got a lot of mileage out of that one. And Andy Chavez made the robbed Jim Edmonds, I believe, or Scott Rowland or Jim Edmonds in the 2006 NLCS Game 7. I knew he had that big catch. I just yeah. didn't remember catch. what the and catch unfortunately, was. Unfortunately, the Mets did not go on to win that game. The theme-linked answers thus far are Skip Bayless, Sonny Gray, Will Perdue, and Mike Baxter. Okay, question five. What quarterback, known for his facial expressions, was drafted in 2006, played for three teams over the course of his career, and is the all-time passing yards leader for one of those three franchises. Is that it? I believe so. Okay. He was in that draft, and it would make sense that he was the all-time yeah. leading passer for, yeah. for one of those. Let's do it. All right. We are checked in. All right. Two out of three ain't bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. So quarterbacks in the 2006 draft. Play for three teams. 
Ming Young was in that draft. That was Reggie Bush and um, Mario Williams. But that wasn't, I mean, he, I don't think he played for three teams. An all time leader. So it had to have been a, maybe a young franchise. Ooh. Like a what about, David. What was that Carr? What was the uh, Houston Texans quarterback? Was that David not Carr. David Carr? What about throwing it out there? Jay Cutler. You think he's the Bears' all-time passing leader? No, not the Bears. But, I mean, he played for three teams. So Cutler played for the Broncos, right? The Broncos and... The Broncos, Bears, and the Dolphins. Yeah, he ended his career with Miami. But he wouldn't be the he wouldn't be the Broncos all time. Yeah, then he would be Miami's. But he's known for facial expressions. You think Jake Cutler threw more passes at Miami than Dan Marino? (laughs) He might be the Bears all time leader in passing, all time passing leader. I mean, the Bears haven't had much for quarterbacks forever, and Jim McMahon wasn't known exactly for his arm. And aside from that, so it might be Jake Cutler. I mean, I'm thinking facial expressions. I'm pretty sure he was right around that 2006 era. Let's do it. Wise. Check it in. All right. Check in with Jay Cutler. All right. Barely Breathing Boys checking in with Jay Cutler. Two out of three and bad. Your answer? I knew this one pretty quickly, especially based on the, the draft year. Uh, like JJ said, Vince Young went uh, third overall that year. Matt Leinert, my man, went 10th overall that year. And then the third quarterback taken in the first round that year, who is the Chicago Bears all-time franchise leader in passing yards, would be Jay Cutler. All right, two out of three. And Bat also checking in with Jay Cutler and both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Jay Cutler. Yep, Scott said it. He was drafted by the Broncos, and he played for the Bears and the Dolphins, and he is the Bears all-time passing yards leader. The theme link answers are Skip Bayless, Sonny Gray, Will Purdue, Mike Baxter, and Jay Cutler. Okay, both teams are checked in with the theme. Um, two out of three and bad was your answer. We had no idea where to go on this. Um, when you got, I was trying to make wor- names work together and other things like that. And you got to uh, Jay Cutler. Um, my, uh, my cousin went to uh, Vanderbilt with Jay Cutler and said he was the biggest jerk in the world. And then that made me think, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure Will Purdue went to Vanderbilt. So we checked in with, they all went to Vanderbilt. All right. Two out of three ain't bad checking in with, they all went to Vanderbilt and barely breathing boys. Your answer. Did uh, they all spent time behind the desk as an analyst. So barely breathing boys checks in with athletes who are now analysts. Uh, one team receiving points. The correct answer is they all went to Vanderbilt University. Thank you, Eric, so, for that. Two out of three and bad will be receiving 50 points. What does Eric have to do with Vanderbilt? I'm thanking my cousin, Eric, for uh, for going to Vanderbilt. Oh, I thought Eric Eid. Gotcha. I, um, yeah, as soon as you, you said Vanderbilt, I was like, oh, yeah, Sonny Gray did go there. And I remember Will Purdue going there as well. All right, so after the second quarter, we were getting close there, but uh, nope, that 50 points given or gotten by the two out of three ain't bad. Now has them with a lead of uh, 240 to 150, which will take us into the halftime for Ian. Yeah. 
It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Question one. In the season three premiere of The League on October 6th, 2011, Ruxin celebrates his league victory from the previous year with a Super Bowl shuffle parody known as the Shiva Bowl Shuffle. This video featured three players on Ruxin's team, including Brent Grimes representing the Falcons defense. Of the other two, one was a running back in Ruxin's first pick, and the other was a then five-year veteran wide receiver playing in his first season for the Seahawks at the time of airing. Name either player. Yeah, I know. I know who it is. Check that in. Two out of three ain't bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. You can talk this one out. So I'm assuming you've never seen this, Matt. I've never seen this show before. No. I highly yeah, recommend would, yeah. it. Matt, you would like this. You really would. It's so over the top. It's on Hulu. No, the only thing is, though, that like it's, you know, like it's really good for the time. So like 2011, you have to understand what's going on in 2011, like okay. football wise, you know. Um, so I tried to watch it a little bit, probably a couple months ago, and it was tough because I couldn't remember. They had like Hushmanzada, and I was like, oh, man, that was a old dude. Yeah, yeah. Who's your mom? I've watched that series all the way through. Yeah, several times. It was great. I, I really enjoyed that show. But anyway, so, so the names we threw out, I just said that. I mean, the 2011 number one overall pick that was a running back in fantasy football was was probably Adrian Peterson. I mean, who else would it have been? But I doubt Adrian Peterson would be on that show because that show sounds like it's a fun show. And Adrian Peterson is a worthless <laughs> piece of crap that needs to be in prison. So the thing with the league is, like, there's one really stupid person. and so it might Oh, that's Adrian been. Peterson then. Okay, okay, so we're good with that. What was the other one then? No. Okay. Wait, are you talking about Taco as a stupid person? Yeah. I mean, okay. like, like just making random picks. So, like, well, he drafted kickers in the first round yeah, every exactly. year in fantasy football. <laughs> so it's just like, you like know, one year they got the one year they got him to draft up. <laughs> draft Retired players. <laughs> Matt, the whole show is about a fantasy football league. That's why it's called the league. Okay. I probably it's... would like it then. Is it is it over with or is it still going? Yeah, on? yeah, it ended a couple years ago. But you can oh, find it on you can find it on Hulu, right alongside of Pitch. Yeah, Scott works for Hulu, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's I why. Wish. So I'm I trying should. to think. Like Adrian Peterson sounds like a good bet, but all we have to go off of is this guy drafted him first, and there's a history of not good draft picks. You know, so I'm trying to think of like the five year wide receiver. Because we can kind of narrow that down, you know. So that's why I'm trying to the think. name you came up with was Yeah, I think my first thought is Sidney Rice as the Seahawks wide receiver in twenty eleven. I'm okay with Sidney Rice if you want to go with that. I was just trying to think logically about who would be the yeah. number one overall running back, but you're saying if it's a goofball thing. In the I mean the then... league you can't think super logical. I'm thinking because you give us more to go off of than he was the first round pick yeah, or the, the number one overall pick in a fantasy league, you know, I'm so. you, if you want to go with Sydney rice, go for it, bud. All right. We'll check in with Sydney rice. All right. Barely breathing boys checking in with Sydney rice, two out of three and bad your answer. Well, at that, um, at that point in time, when, when they said someone starting their, with their new team, the uh, Seahawks, 
at that point in time, there was a like a high speed train with football players going back and forth between Minnesota and Seattle, because if you played for Seattle one year, you probably played for the Vikings the next year is the way it worked. Um, and so Scott said, I, I think it might be Percy Harvin. And then I'm thinking, Hey, that's a little, little, little early for Percy Harvin, but I think you might have the right team in the right <laughs> position. And we went with Sidney Rice. Yeah, I I think the running back was it. I think it was Maurice Jones Drew, if memory serves me correct. But we did check in with Sidney Rice. All right, two out of three in bad checking in with Sidney Rice. Both teams receiving points. The wide receiver is Sidney Rice, and the running back, like Scott said, is Maurice Jones Drew. Question two: What five-time All-Star infielder who retired in two thousand eight competed on Survivor Philippines in two thousand twelve and finished in tenth place? Hold on. I'm go, go, just go. He's there. Guys, he's there. He's there. So, uh, Ian, we're going to check in with a goofy, stupid answer because we don't know the answer, just so Dan can say it right at the very end when he comes out of the mind palace. All right. Sounds good. All right. Early breathing boys checking in. Two out of three and bad. You can talk this one out. Uh, no, I'm going to remain quiet while my partner hangs out in the mind palace. He seems to be pretty deep in there right now. Appears to be. Yeah, he's got his feet up. He's lounging. Oh, wait. Spout it out, Dan. We'll the, uh, out. Dan, they're checked in, so you can. Oh, oh, okay. Say okay. what you need to well, say. It's not, it's not Matt Kemp. It's Jeff Kent was the one who was. <laughs> Who was on that? I knew it was in there somewhere. I, sorry, he was. It was hiding behind the couch. <laughs> the mind palace strikes again. We're checked in with Jeff Kent. All right, two, two out of three ain't bad. Checking in with Jeff Kent. Barely breathing, boys. Your answer. Well, we originally checked in with uh, uh, Sticky Von Fluffy Poo, but uh, I think the answer really is Matt Kemp. So I would like a recall. Uh, yeah. Barely breathing, boys. Checking in with Matt Kemp. No, Sticky Von Poop and Poo. Come on. Get it okay. right, Ian. Jeez. All right. <laughs> Barely breathing, boys. Checking in with Sticky Von Poopin too. Um, one team receiving points. And the correct answer is Jeff Kent. Um, his final words after being voted out were, you know what pisses me off? Is I think I've made about $60 million playing baseball. And I want this freaking million dollars in this game. And it's not even a million bucks. It's 600 grand by the time Obama takes it. <laughs> Yeah. Truly a mystery why he was unliked by his peers in the MLB. Can't figure that one out. Thank you for going there, Dan. When you need answers and you can't seem to find them, you can always go to the Mind Palace. <laughs> Question three. What artist performed her hit songs Burn, Close to Me, and Love Me Like You Do while wearing a lampshade-esque cowboy hat at halftime of the Dallas Cowboys-Buffalo Bills Thanksgiving game on November two, November 28, 2019? We are checked in. This is why Scott's my teammate. I mean, my kids would know this, obviously. Yeah. We'll check in with Ellie Golding. Really? Yes. Did you know that, or are you just guessing? I just wanted to see if he had it. Barely breathing boys checking in with Ellie Goulding. Two out of three ain't bad. 
JJ, did you know it from Burn or Love Me Like You Do? Burn. Because we got that five, five, five. <laughs> Love Me Like You Do was that big song that was on the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack a few years back. Never saw um, it. It's uh, Lights is my favorite song by her personally, mm-hmm. but uh, it's Ellie Goulding. All right. Two out of three in bed checking in with Ellie Goulding. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Ellie Goulding. The hat that she wore that Thanksgiving was described in CNN as a half white, half black ensemble reminiscent of Cruella DeVille. <laughs> also, I've been referred to as that before. Cruella DeVille? No, a half white, half oh, black ensemble. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> and Cruella DeVille. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Question four. What franchise has the most followed sports team account worldwide on both Twitter and Instagram? You sure? No. I'm just throwing out some guesses. You want to check in with that? Yeah, if you have any sort of... I mean, I'm, it's just a guess. It. But I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's all it is at this point is there's no... I mean... Yeah, yeah. we're going to go ahead and check in. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in. Two out of three and bad. You can talk this one out. I, I like your train at the up um, there, Dan, thinking that it's, it's a soccer team just because it's the world sport. Yeah. It's those those teams in La Liga are the are the really, really super popular yeah. ones. Like Barcelona and Real Madrid. I'm guessing it's one of those two. If I had to take a guess between the two of them. I would lean slightly toward Real Madrid, but I could be convinced to go either way on that. I was one. thinking the other way, but yeah, I mean I, I don't I mean I don't have a lot to go off of. I think that maybe more people just like Barcelona. Okay. Um, but I can go I, I, I can I can go Barcelona. I, I do too. feel I like Real Madrid is probably the more objectively popular of the two. Well, if they're the most, wise, if you think they're the most objectively popular one, then they're probably have the most followers. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I think why okay. don't we go Real Madrid? All right, we'll go. We'll go Real Madrid then. All right, two to three of bad checking in with Real Madrid. Um, Barely breathing, boys. Your response? I have a friend who lives in Barcelona, and from his perspective, nobody likes Madrid. So, Gabriel, if you're listening to this, yep, I agree with you, buddy. Nobody likes Madrid. It's got to be Barcelona. All right. Barely Breathing Boys checking in with Barcelona. And those are the two most popular teams on Instagram and Twitter. One team receiving points. The correct response is Real Madrid. Oh, nice call, Scott. I just think, yeah, I I think if you're not a huge fan, you've probably heard of Real Madrid. Like, you know, because of the Real Madrid part, Barcelona is just a city at that point to you if you don't know soccer teams. So that's kind of what my logic was. Like the Real makes it cool, Matt, because it sounds cool. <laughs> Unless it's Salt Lake City, and then you're just wondering why they're throwing Real in front of the right. team. <laughs> what does the uh, what does Real mean? Royal. I just I always thought it was real, <laughs> like real Madrid, fake Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> there's real Madrid, and then there's imposter Madrid. <laughs> they're a little sus. They were relegated oh, last year. That's why they lost a lot of followers after that. So just to give you an idea of how close it is, um, Real Madrid has 93 million Instagram followers to Barcelona's 91.6 million Instagram followers. 
and it has 35.5 million Twitter followers to Barcelona's 34.7 million Twitter followers. I demand a recount. That's over a million people, man. You're not going to make up that. Stop the count. This isn't Georgia. Stop the count. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, my, my, my adopted EPL team, uh, Southampton, um, found themselves at the very top of the EPL table, right right when the stop the count thing was going on. So they, they tweeted out, stop the count. <laughs> I love them even more for it now. That's funny. Go Saints. Southampton Saints. Sorry, JJ. <laughs> you know what, though? The, the New Orleans Saints are third on my Saints list. <laughs> no, no, no. Fourth. They're after Sienna, I was going to say, so, I was about to so. chime in and say, no, Sienna. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So it's it's uh, it's 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 St. Paul Saints, Southampton Saints, Siena Saints, and then we'll go to the New Orleans. But then you Saints, got like St. Kilda Saints, the AFL. Mm. No, 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 no. They're still oh, they're still Saints are slotted at that fourth spot. Yeah. All right. Question five on season nine, episode eighteen of The Office, titled "Promos." What former first baseman who shares the name with one of the show's main characters pitches a screenplay of a baseball player turned alien fighting superhero to Jim and Daryl? I phone a friend. I got Eric on speed dial. He is the Triviality Office Trivia <laughs> Champion. Whoever gets him. Are you sure about that, Matt? Yes. We're checked in. Um, Barely Breathing Boys checking in. Two out of three and bad. You can talk this one out. And you said a, you, did you said say, a first baseman, right? You said first baseman? Correct. Okay. It's Ryan Howard. It, yeah, it has to be. I was like, at first, I'm like, is, was it Mike Scott, the pitcher from the Astros? But once he said it's first baseman, yeah, it's got to be Ryan Howard. All right. Two out of three and bad. Checking in with Ryan Howard. Uh, Barely Breathing Boys, your response? Yeah, it's Ryan Howard. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Ryan Howard. Um, Ryan Howard, the character, actually did not appear in this episode as he moved to Miami, Ohio, before season nine began. (laughs) I I like one of these Ryan Howards way more than the other, but I'll let you guys decide which is which. (laughs) Figure that one out. What? Ryan started the fire. <laughs> well, his name wasn't Ryan Howard, though. Yeah, it was. was. The full his the full character's name is yeah, Ryan. No, it was no, yeah, full, full name, name Ryan Howard. Oh, I didn't know that. And he got it anyway. Nice. Well, yeah, just because his, I knew it was Howard. I forget. I forgot his first name. And as soon as I said to JJ, and he said like Ryan, I said, "There you go. That's it." Yeah. So after halftime, we have a score of barely breathing boys with two hundred and ten points. And two out of three ain't bad with 340 points. And that will take us to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be pick and roll. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it gives them a chance to come back, though. No, but it's like my first time doing it. I'm excited. Pick and roll. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the 10 items. If the team does not correctly identify all 10 items, the other team can attempt to finish this list out. 
the team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. The three categories for pick and roll are the three lists for pick and roll are top 10 passing yards leaders in Houston Texans history, the 10 players who have won at least four gold gloves between 2000 and 2006, and the 10 players drafted in the 1996 NBA draft with the most career all-star appearances. Dude, it... (laughs) I mean, one of these is easier than the others, guys, because one's only been a franchise for 18 years. Can we talk, like... Can we discuss? You can talk it out. Yeah, we just don't want to say any of the names. We just want to say, what do we want to... I mean, I'd be leaning more towards the Texans because it's more recent. They don't have a lot of good quarterbacks. No, I... I, I, The other two, I'm going to know almost no names. So, yeah. At least this one, I think I can come up with five. So Yeah, so we'll take the the Texans. Keep Raiders. Sounds good. Not, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you want to check in with those? Yeah, we can check in with those. You want me to say them or you want to say them? Uh, I'll say them since I'm texting. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so we checked in with uh, David Carr, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Schwab. Hold on, he's going to have to check each one oh, of these yeah. as you go okay, through. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Bye, keep going. Uh, you got Matt Schwab? Yep. Brock Osweiler. Which, uh, am I supposed to say whether... They're correct as we're going. No, not to the end. Okay, Brock Osweiler, Case Keenum. Okay, Randy Savage. No, I'm just kidding. Tom Savage, uh, T.J. Yates, Sage Rosenfels, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Magic, and Jake Dillon. Barely breathing boys got nine out of ten. Ooh, I need they to hear that list one more time. Yeah, sure. So that they said, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, right. sure, number. Send it to you. I have it, then. All, right. All right, yeah. Okay. Number one. Should I read through? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Number one is Matt Schaub with twenty three thousand two hundred twenty one yards. Number two on the list is David Carr with thirteen thousand three hundred ninety one yards. Number three on the list is Sean Watson with thirteen thousand two hundred fifty eight yards and counting. Number four on the list is a huge drop off after Watson is Sage Rosenfels with three thousand three hundred eighty yards. Number five on the list is Brock Osweiler with 2,957 yards. Number seven on the list is Ryan Fitzpatrick with 2,483 yards. Number eight on the list is Case Keenum with 2,195 yards. Number nine on the list is Tom Savage with 2,000 yards. And number 10 on the list is TJ Yates with 1,993 yards. So we're just missing number six. Impressive, guys. Well done. It was all JJ. Uh, I was going to say impressive JJ, but I didn't want to. No, that's okay. He got three of them. I mean, that I had, but I mean, just living in Texas, watching the games, unfortunately. Yeah. Dan, which one you want to go with? Steal here. Um, which, which one you want to go with? Not. I wouldn't say McCarron. It's it's six. I don't think Whedon, I don't think Whedon's up there either. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of who would have played more between the two ex Patriots that you named, Brian Hoyer and Ryan Mallett. I feel like Hoyer probably threw more passes would be my guess. I'd say it's between those two. Go ahead and pick one. I I I probably feel better about Hoyer. 
All right, that's fine. Let's go with Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Number six on the list with 2,606 yards is Brian Hoyer. Nice. Yes. Jake DeLome is 15th with 211 yards, one game. And Ryan Mallett is 11th on the list with nine games and 1,170 passing yards. DeAndre Hopkins is actually number 24 on the list with six yards passing. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So now, so what? That's that's 90 points for barely breathing and 10 for two out of three? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So now it is two out of three and Bad's turn. We are going to do the Gold Glove Award winners. Got it. Ten players who won at least four gold gloves between 2000 and 2006. Yeah, we'll check in. Two out of three and bad checking in. All right. You ready for our list? I'm ready. All right. We have uh, Omar Vizquel, Andrew Jones, Greg Maddox, Tory Hunter. Sorry, Tory Hunter. Ichiro. Yep, got it. Shout out to uh, shout out to Marcus for saying this on the podcast I listened to this morning and bringing him into my head. My teammate on my trivia team, Mike Cameron, Eric Chavez, Pudge Rodriguez, Kenny Rogers, the gambler, and we uh, went with Todd Helton for our last one. Two out of three ain't bad. Got seven out of ten. Number one on the list was Andrew Jones, the only one to win a Gold Glove all seven of those years. Eric Chavez tied for second with six. Tory Hunter tied for second with six. Ichiro tied for second with six. Greg Maddox tied for second with six. And then you have Kenny Rogers at the eighth spot with five. And then Pudge Rodriguez tied for ninth with five with four. I could have sworn Vizquel was on that list. I, I think it was what I said. I think he just retired. I think he retired in like 03. Yeah, so... Vizquel won three in that span. He won in 01, 05, and 06. Oh, he had a wow. four-year gap. So the two that we had on our list that you guys did not cover were uh, center fielder in the NL, Jim Edmonds, and uh, third base in the NL with uh, Mr. Is it Scott Rowland, right? I think it's Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Rowland. Yeah, Scott Rowland. Couple Cardinals and my man Scott Rowland. So we got Rowland and we got Jim Edmonds. Uh, I was thinking of Luis Castillo, but I know he won a couple of gold gloves, but um, can't think of any other ones. Um, did you guys said Vernon Wells? No, I don't know. That's the last one I had in my list. That I there's a name was Vernon Wells. I know he won a couple, but I don't know if he won how many he won. So I want to go with Jim. You know, Jim Edmonds and Scott Rowland, and then what do you want for the last? So let's go with another Cardinal. Who? I don't know. Um, going through. Mike Matheny was a catcher for a while. He was good. Okay. We'll go with Edmonds, Rowland, and Matheny. Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland, and Mike Matheny. Correct. All right. Tied for a second on the list. At third base in the NL, Scott Rowland with six. Tied for a second in the outfield in the NL of Jim Edmonds with six. And then tied for ninth in the NL catcher is Mike Matheny with four. <laughs> wow. Holy cow. Just all the Cardinals. You guys just put a black on Cardinals history or? 
I I mean I had Ed, I threw a couple to Dan and Edmonds was one of them and then right afterwards he typed Rowan and Matheny and was like those are definitely on the list. I said that's the last one right there. I said Mike Matheny. Yeah. Um, we're 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 trailing right. We get the NBA draft one. What's the score now? <laughs> that was funny. No, you're not trailing. <laughs> hey, you guys closed the gap, man. Yeah, so going into the third question, it's 420 to 330. So, but Hari, sorry, actually, I'm looking now, and unfortunately, it looks like Discal also has four. Uh, Ooh. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I missed that. I it's, think just give us an extra 10 points. Just give us 10. Yeah. Let them keep their three, you know, their three steals for sure. But we you have guys, to. Are you guys good with that? I'm fine with that. I was going to say, even just make it right just do give you guys the no i don't think it's fair to take away one of yours though you know well because it it makes more than 10 players that have it that's all so yeah well who was there's so 10th would have been a tie and a three-way tie between pudge matheny and the scale i'm sorry guys uh, no 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 that's fine i i did this twice at least last week (laughs) I guess it got screwed up because he won some in the NL and some in the AL. So when I was browsing through the list, that makes sense. Yeah, Giants and Blue Jays. Yeah, I would say just give us an extra 10. And after further review, we found that Omar Vizquel, who was one of the responses from two out of three and bad, also qualifies for the list with four gold gloves in this time span. So two out of three and bad is getting an additional 10 points. The final question um, the 10 players drafted in the 1996 NBA draft with the most career all-star game appearances. So again, this only includes the 58 players that were drafted in the draft and not any undrafted free agents, not 60, like I said before. And I had, I had number 50, number 60 there. So we might have to take it off the list. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry, bud. Okay. Hold on. We'll check in. Right. With the uh, AI. Okay. Ray Allen. All right. Gone too soon. Kobe Bryant. Peja Stoyakovic. Steve Nash. Jermaine O'Neal. Derek Fisher. Eric Dampier. Marcus Camby. And then which one of those two, Matt? Oh. Uh, one of your two. Probably the top one. Okay. Uh, Antoine Walker. All right. Barely breathing boys. Got seven of ten correct. Nice. Number one is Kobe Bryant with 18 All-Star Game appearances. Number two is Allen Iverson with 11 All-Star Game appearances. Number three is Ray Allen with 10 All-Star Game appearances. Number four is Steve Nash with eight All-Star Game appearances. Number five is Jermaine O'Neal with six All-Star Game appearances. And tied for sixth is Peja Stoyakovic and Antoine Walker with three All-Star Game appearances apiece. So we're missing eight, nine, and 10. Okay, Dan. So, hundred percent fact, Stefan Marbury's got to be on here. Yeah, he's got at least two All Star games. How about Sharif Abdur Rahim? I think Sharif Abdur Rahim has one or two, so he's likely on here. To answer your question, didn't Marcus Camby go to the Raptors? They said Marcus. Yeah, they said Marcus Camby. Right, and that's but- not right. He was ninety five. I'm pretty sure he was ninety five Camby because it was the same year as Antonio McDice. Um, let me see. who else would have been in this? draft right. i'm just yeah so we're definitely saying marbury and abdul rahim um trying to like i said i've been trying to think of bigger schools yeah 
What about the Nets? The Nets were really bad. They were drafting a lot of guys back then. Who the Nets have gotten? They got Van Horn in 97. Kerry so Kittle, I Kittle, Kerry Kittles. Kittles. But I don't think he ever made an all-star team. So that takes them out. The Clippers, but I I don't know who they would have drafted then. They were pretty bad. Um, you know who it was in that draft? It was Lorenzen White. Lorenzen oh, yeah, Wright. Lorenzen Wright, yep. Future Grizzly. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make any all-star teams. No. Um, oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe I've been approaching it the wrong way. So I got to think of all-stars from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Did Ilgauskas make a bunch of all-star games? Was he in 96? I think so. He made one or two. I'd say he made just as many as Abdur Rahim. I'm pretty sure he was in that draft. If I'm going to know a draft, it's going to be right around this time. So, yeah, yeah I, I like that a lot. I'm uh, sorry, Ian. Uh, what spots did they not get? Eight, nine, and 10. Okay. So it would be guys that only made a few. You want to go Marbury, Ilgauskas, and Abdul Rahim? I do. All right. We'll go with right. uh, Stefan Marbury, um, Sharif Abdul Rahim, and. Ilguskis or whatever is Drunus Ilgauskis. <laughs> All right. So two out of three in bad checking in with Stefan Marbury, Drunus Ilgauskis, and Sharif Abdurrahim. So in eighth place on the list with two All-Star game appearances, Stefan Marbury. Tied with Marbury for eighth at two All-Star game appearances, Drunus Ilgauskis. And number 10 on the list with one All-Star game appearance, Sharif Abdurrahim. Congratulations. One. You completed all three lists. Very nice job. Wow. I can't believe you guys missed Marbury. Uh, Matt had it. I wasn't sure when he was drafted. Him and Allen got traded for each other on draft night. I always remember that. Marcus Camby, who was in that draft. He was the second overall pick in the 1996 draft, but he never made an all-star game, surprisingly. He was a all- um, two-time all-defense first team, two-time all-defense second team, four-time block leader, all-rookie team, and defensive player of the year. But he's never made an all-star game. Wow. Miss Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. Yeah. And uh, Dampier. Yeah. So after the third quarter, Barely Breathing Boys made up considerable ground there in the pick and roll and have 400 points as compared to the 210 they had going in. Two out of three ain't bad. Made up 120 points for a total of 460 going into the fourth quarter. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories for today are as follows. Buddy Holly, which is 1950s sports. Beverly Hills, which is Los Angeles sports. Say It Ain't So which is officiating mishaps, the sweater song, which is Winter Olympics, and pork and beans, which is Arkansas Razorbacks. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, now on to the questions. Question one, Buddy Holly. The Montreal Canadiens won five Stanley Cup championships in the 1950s. What franchise did they defeat in three of those five Stanley Cups? Yeah, let's check it in. Two out of three and bad. Checking in. Barely breathing, boys. Talk it out. So the reason the funny joke that I made to uh, 
JJ was. Well, I got narrowed down to five. Chicago, <laughs> Detroit, Boston, <laughs> Toronto, or the New York Rangers. Oh, I get it. Only six. Original Cause, six. Because it's only six teams. There's nobody. Uh, I know that they beat uh, the Blackhawks a lot um, in that time because I wrote some Blackhawks-related questions here a while back. and But I'm not sure, um, you know, they probably wouldn't have beaten, you know, at that time, I don't think they had a broken up in divisions um, like they do now. So they probably would have just played the two best teams, I think. Down between Boston and Chicago for me. Um, I can pick, but... Which would you pick? <laughs> uh, out of Boston or Chicago? Uh, I'd say Boston. We're going to go ahead and check in with the Boston Bruins for 100 points. All right, Barely Breathing Boys checking in with the Boston Bruins for 100 points. Two out of three ain't bad. Your answer? See, I had it down between um, Boston and Detroit mm. because Detroit won a few in there too. Um, but when I think the Canadians, especially around that time, I think Boston. So I also said the we we also said the Boston Bruins for 90 points. All right, two out of three and bad checking in with the Boston Bruins for 90 points and both teams receiving points. The correct answer is the Boston Bruins. I got a hockey question, right, mama? Good call, buddy. <laughs> yeah. The Canadians yeah. were led by Rocker Richard, Doug Harvey, and Jean Bellevue defeated the Bruins in 1953, 1957, and 1958. They defeated the Red Wings in 1956 and the Maple Leafs in 1959. Question two in Beverly Hills. Who was the most recent Angels player not named Mike Trout to win the AL MVP award? We'll check in. All right. Barely breathing, boys. Checking in. Two out of three and bad. Feel free to talk this one out. All right, so when were you thinking this was, Scott? I think this was Vlad Guerrero in 2004. All right. Well, I, I can't think of anyone else that would have done it since then. And if you're pretty positive, you I won mean, it in 2004. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of who else. I mean, other good players that they had, like, you know, they got – Pujols and Josh Hamilton and those guys way past their primes. Yeah, it's got to be Vlad Guerrero. Yep. So we're going to check in with Vladimir Guerrero for 90 points. All right. Two out of three and bad. Checking in with Vlad Guerrero for 90 points. Um, Barely breathing, boys. Your answer? We checked in with Vlad Guerrero for 100. All right. Barely breathing, boys. Checking in with Vlad Guerrero for 100 points. And both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Vlad Guerrero. Won it in 2004, his first season with the Angels. Finished with uh, 337, 391, 598 slash line with 39 homers, 126 RBIs. Led the AL with 124 runs and 366 total bases and was tied for first in the AL with 13 outfield assists. So after the second question here, scoring update, two out of three and bad has a 40-point lead, 640 to 600. We're catching up on them, JJ. Question three, say it and so. In the infamous fail Mary game between the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers on September 24th, 2012, a Seahawks wide receiver shoved a Packers cornerback with both hands prior to catching the game-winning touchdown. The NFL later acknowledged that the receiver should have been called for offensive pass interference, which would have negated the touchdown and resulted in a Packers victory. Name the receiver and the cornerback. Yeah, we'll, Go ahead. We'll check in. All right. Barely breathing, boys. Checking in. Two out of three and bad. Okay, so it is. I had it. I had it confused. I I thought he was asking for the two that went up for the ball, but 
he's asking for the one that got shoved and the person that shoved him. Right. So I, obviously it was Golden Tate. Yeah, it was Golden and Tate. And I said it was, either, it was either Tremont Williams or Sam Shields. It was Sam Shields. Okay. The one that went up for the ball was, I, I don't remember his first name. It was Jennings, though, because I remember he sounded like the, the wide receiver, Jennings. But um, it was, yeah, it was definitely, it was Sam Shields then. All right. So we are going to check in with Golden Tate and Sam Shields for 100. All right. Two out of three and bad checking in with Golden Tate and Sam Shields for 100 points. Barely breathing, boys. What did you come up with? Yeah, I checked in quick. Uh I should have listened to the damn question, but uh, I thought he was asking who went up and got it. So I said Golden Tate in uh, MD Jennings. For how many points? Uh, 100. So Barely Breathing Boys checked in with Golden Tate and MD Jennings for 100 points. Uh, one team receiving points. The correct answer is Golden Tate and Sam Shields. You're correct. Yeah, the, yeah, MD Jennings was the one who went up for the ball, but Sam Shields was the one who Golden Tate shoved. And the reason that was controversial, not only because of the play, but also because it was replacement refs. Yep. Replacement, replacement refs. refs. Yeah, the NFL officiating lockout ended two days after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Question four: The sweater song in 2018. What 17-year-old won a gold medal in slope style and became the youngest American male to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics since bobsledder Billy Fisk in 1928? We can check in. All right, barely breathing boys are checking in. Two out of three and bad. Feel free to talk this one out. I don't have this. No, Winter Olympics is is not my thing. I, I'm pretty good at Olympics, but the really recent Olympics, like just two years ago, no, not so much. Um, slope style. I. So we throw out a last name. Let's throw out a lucky Madison. I don't know. <laughs> no, different president if we're, if we're going to do that. Um, oh, lucky Taft. <laughs> I don't know. They don't sound like slopes guys to me. Arthur Chester A. Arthur. <laughs> Did you see Chester A. Arthur doing slope style? <laughs> totally. Taft too, man. <laughs> he was had great knees. You know, you honestly, no you board. know, yeah. I was gonna say, you know, what they don't tell you the best skiing president was actually Rutherford B. Hayes. He was <laughs> nasty on the slopes. He was. He shredded. Yeah. We're gonna do a lucky Fillmore here, or <laughs> <laughs> Millard Fillmore. <laughs> it's obviously Coolidge. Coolidge. Oh man! All right, we're gonna check in with Eisenhower then. <laughs> That's right. All right. Sure. Check in with Eisenhower. In Eisenhower for how many points? For ninety. <laughs> All right. Two out of three in bad checking in with Eisenhower for ninety points. Barely breathing, boys. Your answer? There's only one clear answer for this entire fifth quarter or fourth quarter here for everything, and that is Toto saying Africa better. Barely breathing, boys. Checked in with Toto saying Africa better for how many points? Uh, 75. Toto saying Africa better for 75 points. Surprisingly, neither team getting points on this question. What? The correct answer is Red Gerard. Uh, and the performance itself was less famous than the events surrounding the performance. So Gerard overslept in his hotel room the day of the event after partying late and binge watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix, lost his jacket, was forced to borrow his roommate's jacket and accidentally used profanity on live TV after his win. <laughs> Come on, kids. You can do better than that. Don't that party guy. ahead of your Olympic events, kids. Don't do not do that. No, do it, evidently. For all the Olympic athletes or future Olympic athletes who are listening, it's, it's good advice. 
Yeah. No, 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 no. So if, if Bombak's not here, so I've got to do it for him. We're we're not going to push children into this kind of a lifestyle. Why Kids can't just, children watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, Dan? What they can watch the Brooklyn Nine Nine? They just shouldn't party ahead of time. That's all. Score update. It is six hundred and thirty to four hundred and twenty-five. So not still anyone's game. Question five. Pork and beans. In 2007, Arkansas running back Darren McFadden finished second in the Heisman Trophy voting behind Tim Tebow. The three other Heisman finalists that season were all quarterbacks. Name two. Hint, none of the three players were taken in the first four rounds of a future NFL draft. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right, barely breathing, boys. Checking in. Two out of three and bad. Feel free to talk this one out. All right. I'm I'm positive that Colt Brennan is one of them. Okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, I Hundred percent agree. I don't. We, we talked about you talk about Graham Harrell. I don't think. I don't think so. Kellen Clemens. I'm. I'm almost sure isn't. I. I don't hate Dennis Dixon. Where he went to? Uh, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Long and that's that's a, that's a that's a a team that would have had a Heisman candidate up there. Yeah. Of the names you've named so far, I think I like Dennis Dixon the best. Are we sure it's not Brian Brom? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, who was the who was the guy from Mizzou? Well, that was right before Chase Daniel, right? No, it was Chase Daniel. That's who okay. I'm, that's who I'm thinking of. Wow. Yeah, I guess it was, huh? Wow. Uh, so, who do you like better, Chase Daniel or Dennis Dixon? Honestly, I think I like Dixon better. Right when you said it, it 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 kind of clicked. He had the running, so it would have given him yeah stats to yeah. So you want to go Graham Harrell go, and Dennis Dixon? No, I want to go Colt Brennan and sorry, Colt and Brennan and Dennis, Dennis Dixon. Dixon. I meant to say Colt Brennan. I looked at where I, when I typed Graham Harrell. All right, we'll go Colt Brennan and Dennis Dixon for right. 90 points. Two out of three ain't bad. Checking in with Colt Brennan and Dennis Dixon for 90 points. Barely breathing, boys. What was your answer? All right, so I said uh, Chase Daniel. And then I said, uh, JJ said, how about that guy from Hawaii? And I said, um, Israel Kama'a Ka'awi'i Ole, a.k.a. <laughs> the guy who sings the rainbow song or oh over God. the rainbow song. AKA the dude from Hawaii. So there you go. That's Timmy Chang. Same thing. He said Chase Daniel and and some guy named Israel. Come on, Ian. You don't know this name? It's Israel uh Kama'a Ka'a Hawaii Ole for zero points. Barely breathing boys checked in with Chase Daniels and Israel Kama Kawaiwole for for zero points. One team getting points. The correct answers are actually in order. Um, third place was Colt Brennan. Fourth place was Chase Daniel. And fifth place was Dennis Dixon. So Colt Brennan, Chase Daniel, Dennis Dixon. And where did Colt Brennan go to school? Went to Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Okay. He had the right school. Just not the right just, person. He wouldn't have been a he wouldn't have been a quarterback though. He would no. have been an O lineman. Oh, yes. he would have been he would have been the O line. Yes. We called him the. He was the second coming of the hefty lefty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All he does is throw rainbows, though. <laughs> Good pull. Jared Lorenzen, is that <laughs> Best in peace. Yeah. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Barely Breathing Boys finishes with 425 points. And our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Landry Jones Award with 740 points is two out of three ain't bad. Anything you guys would like to say before we call it a night? Winners, don't you get winners want to say something? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll 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 go first. Um, Ian, thanks a lot for coming back on and for being brave enough to host a game. 
Uh, I, you know, all of us can tell you from having done it multiple times on here, it's not easy. Dan, anything you'd like to say? No, I mean, just again, thank you for coming on. I mean, we, we had a, we had a great time with you tonight and, um, your, uh, your questions were tough, but they were fair. So, um, I'm, I'm happy to play a tough game every once in a while. Not all the time, but every once in a while. And tonight was one of those once in a whiles. So, um, again, like I said, you're welcome anytime. Um, we'd love to have you back. Matt, anything you have to say? No, I just want to echo thanks, Ian. Um, last time at the very end of the show, when you were on, you said I mentioned that we'd love to have you on to host. And then within two days, you messaged me and said, hey, let's do that. So here you are. So anyone else out there, um, when it comes to hosting, we'll set you up with a bench warmer and we'll have them walk you through the process. It's not too terribly difficult. You can take as long or as short as you want to go ahead and do it. And we love having folks on because guess what? Writing games is not all that easy and we don't like doing it all the time. So other people that want to come on and do it, we love it. So thank you, Ian, for putting the time in and writing such a great game. Shout out to Bombeck and Mason, who went through my questions and gave me some feedback there as and well. Shout out to those guys, too, for doing a horrible job, because come on. <laughs> you should have just made the game easy for me to begin with. What are you doing? <laughs> Jerks. Not Finally, JJ, anything you'd like <laughs> yeah. to add? No, great job, everybody. Uh, Dan, you did all right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board! Yes! Yeah! Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. TP.